Happy Monday evening to all you listening online through BBS Radio. My name is Heid Minderhout, located in California. Today it is January the 10th, 2022. And as usual, this is a simulcast with a conference call. A few more people joined in in the last minute. I welcome you folks. If you want to, feel free to say your names and location. Hi, hi, it's just Alan. How is your uh, housekeeper? Um, I haven't heard back from her. Okay. Hi, Alan. Hi. 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 Welcome, Alan. Anyone else? Feel free to say name and location. Then, of course, only if you want to. Hey. My friend and I, one time we went to pick up our friend getting out of school and uh, they had like a security lady and she asked my name and I said well a lot of people call me Tony so I said my name is Tony Ramos and she thought I said Tony Romo good evening welcome to the conference call please say your name is your location hi it's Bonnie in California Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi. I I just ran right over somebody else. I'm sorry. No, no. You're echoing. Who is this somebody else? Jimmy? Welcome to the conference. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Welcome. Hi, Terry. Thank you. Hi. And welcome to the next caller. Please say your location. Yes, Lauren from Ports, Washington. Welcome, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Terry and Jeannie. Hi. Hi, Julie. Mm-hmm. It's Lauren right. Sedona. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to the next caller. Please say the name and location. Better leave you also. We welcome you. I recognize Terry's uh, everywhere, anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd recognize what? Terry's uh, cause Terry said uh, and I said hi, Terry. Hi, uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, all right. <clears throat> I don't know if good hearing is like an angelic thing or is this something I was born with? Ask on Wednesday. You know, Terry really has uh, angelic frequencies in her voice. How about me? You do too. <laughs> you do too, yeah. And you do too. I don't know. <laughs> I've got more raw in me, which is less angelic, you know? 
Hi, Alan. Hi. Nice How are you? you? Nice to see you. And Terry. And all the gang. Happy Monday evening. Welcome to the conference call. Please share name and location. Hi, Janine from Salt Lake City. Welcome, Hello. Janine. Hi, Janine. Hi, Hi Janine. everybody. Hi, Janine. Who else joined in? Please see from the Great Northwest. Roger. Welcome, Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Cecil. Hi, hi. Hi, everybody. Wynn doesn't answer how are you? How are you? Is it? And I particularly don't answer people that don't quote, that try to quote me. What do you answer? How aren't you? Only are you? Mm-hmm. All right. And if you're listening in online through BBS Radio, good evening to you. Welcome. Happy Monday, Antonio. I answer. Could you tell me something that I don't know? Uh, yes. And the, and the answer to that is no. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Monday evening. Welcome to the conference call. Feel free to say a name and location. Jyoti and Issaquah. Hi, Jyoti. Hi, Jyoti. I was going to say, what color... I was going to say, what color are my underwear? Brown. Yeah. Well. We don't have any on. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whiz trick. (laughs) That's a what? That's a a win story. Uh, trying, trying on a pair of pants at a, at a, at a sale in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, don't, don't tell them. Jeez. Welcome, Hi, Dormananda. Hi, Dormananda. Hello. That's happened to me before. Hi, Dormananda. Hello. As you know, it's me. I didn't say anything. That's your voice. I, Psychic. You knew my phone number. Let's, let's get started, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Hang on. So we're having so much fun. <laughs> Every time I come on the call with you guys, I always have a big smile. Thank you. You're welcome. We can hear it in your voice. (laughs) Muted. It's uh, January. The recording has started. This is January 10th, 2022. Everybody everywhere, and it's a Monday night, um, 
wild card night. And one of the most <clears throat> extraordinary series of calls we've done, and if you don't know, and if you're listening on BBS, we began a series of conversations, dialogues, question and answer sessions with a group soul that identified themselves by the name of the Council of Elohim. And when I looked up the word Elohim, I found it was one of the names for God in the Old Testament. And they were also supposedly the creators of the physical universe. And some years later, I thought of that idea of them being the creators of the universe, and I spontaneously, we did a question and answer session where I asked them, well, how did you create the universe? And I didn't know what they were going to say. I thought, uh, let there be light, or let there be the firmament, and you know all that stuff. But they went, they went into great detail of how they became conscious. There was one source of energy for the whole universe called, that they call the One Infinite Creator. And that the one infinite creator was, everything was an experiment. No one knew how to do anything. But parts of the one infinite creator would separate and individuate. And they became conscious. And that was who the Elohim were. And But there was no physical universe. There were just energies, and they're still just energies. And um, the Elohim started to experiment putting frequencies together, and this is what they explained on the very first call of this series of how they created the universe. And we didn't get very far the first time. All we did was get to the beginning of galaxies. <laughs> and it was totally fascinating. And the way they communicated, I knew they knew what they were talking about. I mean, it would be hard to believe someone that said, I created the universe, and we started talking. And... We had a call in January of 2017. It was part of our ongoing series, and uh, and it's on. It's part of the How the Elohim Created the Universe series, and I'm going to play it right now. We're going to do a replay. Listen carefully, because this is deep, and it can spin your mind. <laughs> in amazing ways, to even begin to um, 
contemplate the idea that this voice that comes through Terry is that expansive. It took me three years to even begin to believe it. And if you're on BBS, have an open mind. And we do many, many calls. We do 10 calls a week. And they're on each call energetically. And two calls that we talk to them. And you can hear us have conversations. And we have thousands of conversations posted on the spiritchannel.net. So see see if this resonates. Because people wonder, so where is God? And I do believe this is the best explanation for God that you will ever find. And when I asked them if they like to be worshipped, they said, not really. We're a part of you. We're just in a higher dimension. And we can help you from our dimension in ways that you can't help yourself. And you can help us because uh, the world is falling apart. And it's, as everybody knows right now, and they can make a difference. They can cause more positive outcomes. So here we go. This is Wynn and Terry in Sedona. And everyone everywhere. And welcome tonight. And my God, we are like walking around with phones in our ears. Um, <laughs> I am going to do, we're going to do tonight, another session of how the Elohim created the universe. Now, this is always, this is a challenge session. This is always, for me anyway, one of the most fascinating shows because we get insight into the way everything works, the way it's put together, the way energy flows. You know, I was reading today one of the old sessions that I did. Um, I don't know if you guys ever read this. I think it's in, in the book. The reincarnate no, the the Creator God book, okay? And uh I'm reading just even the early sessions through Daphne. Um I'll read a little bit. I'll get us warmed up to talking to them. Why is it that on this level people cannot connect with or experience their connection with divine source. The answer, because there are veils in place in this level and continue to be until you reach fifth and sixth density. You have chosen this as part of your evolutionary makeup, part of the design. So we have chosen to move. And what they're saying here, I should say what they're saying is we have chosen to have veils in place. Now, I think a good question is, why would someone choose to have veils? Now, I could imagine an answer. I'll see if I remember to ask that. 
If someone is living within their veils, what can they do to penetrate through their veils? What kind of exercise, if they have decided this is something they would like to lift above? Now, this was a great answer. First, there must be intention. Then there must be persistence. Then there must be vision of that which could be beyond the veil. These combined provide the backdrop for further disillusion of the mental structures holding in a person. Now, just remember, this was, like, really early on in my discussions with them. I think it was the first six months. And I'm trying to ask myself, who are these guys? Is this for real? And to me, it's like, first, there must be intention. In other words, you want to penetrate the veil. Then there must be persistence. You don't give up. You have to keep working at it. And then there must be vision of that which could be beyond the veil. Well, what's the vision of what's beyond the veil? To me, it looks like you start to see the law of one. You start to see the energy that works through everyone. And you start to experience yourself as directly, not as an idea, but as a part of the one infinite creator and all that is. The next question, many entities might be highly skeptical that such a council could be actually paying attention to these things on such an individual level with so many billions of people on this planet. Could you describe how that process worked? How that noticing takes place? Now remember, <laughs> we've many of us have had the experience of being noticed, experienced of making a connection with them. This was before any of that, and I asked that question. We see you as energy systems, as energy circuits. Circuits. When there are particularly bright spots, we know to pay attention to these. The bright spots are indicative that a person in your density has tapped into the greater collective field and thus accessing consciously the required information to further free themselves from the confines of third density. In this manner, we are able to pay attention to those among billions who are able to make the initial sojourn into the greater developmental entities awaiting higher galactic consciousness connection. That was an awesome answer. They're saying how they see us. Many entities, this is my question, many entities might be highly skeptical that such a council 
could be actually paying attention to these things on such an individual level with so many billions of people on this planet. Could you describe a little bit how that process works, how that noticing takes place? We see you as energy systems, as energy circuits. When there are particularly bright spots, we know... Oh, I already said that, didn't we? Okay, I read that. That was the answer. Okay. Um, what is the way to communicate the petition to you? In other words, to petition them for something. To ask it verbally, to write it down, what's the best way? It's not connected. It's connected not with the means of how you do it, but in your intentions. And you're directing the question to us no matter what way you do it, in writing or verbal. Of course, when you write it, you think it, so that's a double way. The nature of your connecting by your intention to us is also connected with the way you would direct us to the party which you want to ask the questions. About so whatever means you choose to do it. Wait a second. In researching the Elohim, they were described as one of the creator gods of the solar system. Are we talking to the same Elohim? We are a division of what you would say. How is the Elohim connected with the evolution of the human race? Now, this is an amazing answer. We are a soul group whose purpose is to bring life and life forms to planets such as Earth. We then work with the life forms in the hope that the independent life forms will align themselves with higher interdimensional energies with the purpose of bringing heaven into the third dimension and transmuting third dimensional experience into a fruitful playing ground for learning the lessons of love, bringing wiser entities back into the fourth and fifth dimension. This is when live. I'm just going to fast forward it. This, I was trying, you know, what happens is when we're going to do a session, I sometimes read some old sessions here to get the energy vibe going. So hang on. I'm going to bypass some of that. You take him to the highest realms of light and transmute it for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy 
radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. And we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now and do we have our sources present? Yes. This is far on. We are an aspect of the Elohim group and of the God group. And we come in and uh, focus in and are available to uh, answer your questions. Um, this is a topic dear to our heart, the creation of the universe. And um, if we ever see anything that does not resonate with you, then disregard it. This is not for you at that time. Do you have questions? Yeah, as I understand it, at one point there was not a manifest universe. There was, shall we say, energy forms, awarenesses, consciousness, and there were a lot of them. And prior to that, there was one awareness, which was the one infinite, which is referred to as the one infinite creator. And perhaps prior to that, I don't know if there was a prior to that, but if there was a prior to that, there was chaos. But I'm not sure if you don't have time how you're going to have prior. But is that generally accurate, what I just described? As you back up in time, before the creation of the universe, there was potential. There was, before that, there was a nothingness. We stopped for a minute on the word nothingness. Unless you have two. And we speak slowly to get this concept across. Unless you have two, you cannot have the manifest because you need a recipient, a screen, a um, duality in order for there to be manifestation. If there is only one, you 
have no observer. You have nothing for anything to be written on, anything to be manifested through. So, before the beginning of the universe, there was nothing. However, there was the potential for something. There were basics, basic fundamentals that could be exercised that would allow when exercised for the manifest realm to occur. So when you when you talk about chaos, there was a time of chaos. However, at a very deep level, it is all in place. There is potential and there is nothing manifest yet. So the first original awareness was the one infinite creator, if I'm saying yes. that correctly. And yes. did it create itself, since there had to be two, for something to create itself, and maybe I've got that wrong, um, did the one infinite creator create itself against the polarization of nothingness? or chaos in order to come into awareness? Awareness was brought about by spinningness. Spinningness brings elements together that focalize consciousness. Before that, there is potential. Then all is one. And when you bring a spinningness in, it focalizes the facilities of the one infinite creator, focuses it in the end to an outlet for manifestation in the universal realm. Before that, there is, there is a unfocused consciousness, but there is no way to bring it into play until you begin to start a spinning action. This can be a storm. This can be a molecule. This can be an atom. A spinningness begins to bring in a focalized consciousness, which then can be 
built upon there becomes two focalized consciousnesses and they can begin to communicate. So the fine point between nothingness, a one infinite creator, the flow between nothingness, one infinite creator, and Elohim. Could you explain that a little bit? There have to be slight bits of intentions each part of the way to create the spinningness to lead to the next creation aspect. I'm trying to feel it intuitively. And so it was all these little intentions grouping together and creating the next thing. Is that something like it? (laughs) If you notice storms spin, and if you notice tornadoes spin, molecules spin, atoms spin, galaxies spin, There are spinningnesses within spinningnesses which bring forth opportunities for shared communication, for shared consciousness, for the bringing through of consciousness of the one infinite creator. At the start, there were no spinningnesses. However, there was an intention to try things, to try to get a flow going, to move, to break through into an individual consciousness that begins to spin and begins to have then awareness. And as awareness comes forth, they realize, the one realizes that it can spin the other itself, it can spin whatever is available. Once the concept of spinning came forth, it spread very fast. It was like a delight, like a top, like a toy. And the result was life. The I was the idea of awareness of spinningness, starting out with the one and the creator, and then going on with the Elohim. They were being created out of spinningness, and they created uh, the universe out of spinningness, so to speak. So to speak. It is a Zen. How can there be when 
there is nothing. And how can potential exist in the middle of nothing? How can the divine exist in the middle of nothing? How can an individual exist? An individual is begins to be a composite of energies acting in synchronization that can begin to experience life and can begin to know about his creations and the bringing forth of love and what are the best creations, the most fulfilling creations. And you begin to have fulfillment, the potential for fulfillment and the nothingness. It is a development from nothing to potential within the nothing to an individual presence in the nothing and a gradual building, partly through trial and error of what can be built. The principles are laid down The manifestation within the third density or the higher densities are a result of intentions of beings being created and beginning to build together and to learn the lessons of how to operate within the laws that have been laid down, the potentials that have been laid down, and the learning of what brings fulfillment, what brings isolation, what brings lonesomeness, um, what is the best intentions that lead to fulfillment. Christ consciousness is a distillation of the best that there is that lead to fulfillment, shared love, the knowledge that within the one within the manifestation of the physical universe, there can be a building of oneness, getting back to the oneness 
understanding the love, the unique uh, principles of one that bring you back home and fulfill you. I have the feeling that there is a connection with spinningness, the idea of spinningness with each human that on some level we're obviously got atoms and molecules and everything spinning and solar systems spinning and the earth spinning and the moon rotating. So and chakra can, systems within and, the body spinning. Yes. And so we are in the middle of spinning, spinning movement everywhere, everywhere. Yes, everything. that is creating the phenomena of life. Yes. And when we want to make a shift, when we want something to change, on some level, we have to change the way we manifest spinningness. Or, and I don't think we can do that on a conscious level, although there have been people that have um, done a technique which... I'm not even sure if it was positive, but the idea was to spin your energy field to create connection to holograms in higher dimensions. And that is the only reference, or, or, or Sufi, Sufi dancers who spin to create a connection with higher dimensions. So those are the two ways that I have can think of of people that have consciously tried to use, adopted the idea of spinningness to move energy and move intentions to some level. Um, has watched Sufjit's was a philosopher, a mystic, that learned how to create by force from spinning techniques. So, if an area of a body, say, has died, and it has not gone too long. Spinningness can again bring life back into that land. Centers of spinningness that then get the molecules and the atoms spinning again, bringing back life into that limb. Terry had an experience with that. I remember when she had it, and it was kind of amazing, where she brought energy into her hip that was supposed 
supposedly needed a hip replacement, and she hey, didn't get fish, it. She so the hip had died. Yes. And, um... When and the x-ray showed the hips had come back to life. When we, we... We do many exercises of sending the light and sending the light to each other. And, you know, we do our, our whole plan of healing every day. Is there a way to, to create an energy of steadiness to make our intentions more effective? In the creation of light, when the creation of light is sent, it is the intersection of the spirit with the manifest realm, and it brings light into the individual and helps reestablish light and life into an area that they are intending, that they wish to go better or develop or change. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, for example, when my sister had the lupus disappear from her bloodstream and the Elohim took credit for that, was the Elohim or a part, was it a group of Elohim or one Elohim that was working and creating a spinning frequency? from your level into her physical body? It was a clearing of a uh, anomaly of spinning that was not beneficial. It was clearing and the taking over of the voucher healthy spin that was needed mm-hmm. to heal her. So, I still can't visualize it intuitively, Um, but it's very hard to even visualize you guys intuitively, because there's no, um, how can I say it, there's no anchors in this realm for understanding how it would feel to be you and operating in the way you do. We are anchors. You are anchors. Our presence brings an anchoring. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are not caught up in the anchoring. We do not become anchors for ourselves and then the effect of it. We are merely able to create the desired anchoring and to change with the moment, to change Mm -hmm. with the time as needed. Mm -hmm. We do not get caught up in the anchoring as everything is moving on. Mm -hmm. While we're talking, I can feel a presence inside me or an energy moving around me, which I've learned to identify as you, and um, I'll bet you other people are feeling it as well if they look at it. Yes. Is there a way... We have... We are able to manifest in an energy body 
that brings uh, an anchoring or is able to operate in the third density or higher, but does not have to stay in the manifest form. Mm-hmm. So every human, at least is paying attention to our calls, wants to know, probably wants to know, how do I recreate myself? How do I take advantage of this connection? How do I utilize the awareness of spinningness and Elohim so that I can become more of who I am? And each person is coming from their track, from their past. They've got a structure, an energetic structure. They certainly have a body structure. But they have an energetic structure with a body structure that is keeping itself, for you know, to some degree, fairly rigid. How does a human, with their intention and their creative abilities, shift their track energetic structure so if they have a vision of who they'd like to be, they can do that. Keep their intention, their focus, their um, mind on the goal. Keep the outcome that one desires in mind. And then do not worry about the individual stimulus or what is necessary to make it happen. It will be backtrack through the things that need to happen to make it happen and it will come about if you keep your eye on the goal then the universe will put things in place that are necessary so you do not need to worry about the details Mm -hmm. so it's just a matter of having your mind holding the vision seeing what you want, seeing yourself healed, seeing yourself abundant, seeing yourself in a loving environment. And and whatever happens, do not let go of that that vision. Right. And then the universe will set up circumstances so that it may happen for you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not the Elohim that does that. The universe is designed to track us so yes. that if we hold the energy, the universe has to respond. Yes. And because and, and we are creating ourselves with the universe. It's not like the Elohim is doling out rewards for people asking for things. It's like the universe is our helper, so to speak. Yes. It is your anchor. It is um, the materials, the energies that go into your creation. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yes. So every day when we do whole planet healing and we keep reiterating all of these visions, then we are working in tandem with the universe. Yes. It's exactly exactly the right procedure. Yes, and then we also, the Elohim group, can lend energy to the manifestation if it is for the higher good. Mm -hmm. And the Ra group, I assume. Yes. 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 Okay, and so this is where what we perceive as miracles happened when yes. we get everything going in our flow and we keep the highest good of all concerned, then we can um, become, how would I say it, a creation machine, so to speak. Yes, you are a creation machine. Yeah. and. I would guess that Jesus was probably a creation machine who who he understood he he grasped the big picture yes, and so he knew how to work this realm with his intentions for the highest good. And the universe would support it, so he yes. could he could do continuous miraculous phenomena. Yes. Mm-hmm. Keep your eye on the goal. Now, how do you deal with when you have a goal and you have a vision, and the people around you keep pulling you off? Now, I assume you got to create the whole thing strong enough so the people around you become part of the creation, not part yes, of keep, pulling you keep, off. Keep the goal in your own consciousness. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's always free will, so no one is forced into anything. But That's right. If your vision is strong enough, and there's joy in the middle of your vision, then people are attracted to it. Yes? Yes, and if they are, they will drop away. Yeah. Okay. And we got six minutes. This is a great conversation. Thank you so much. Um, Let me me ask uh, a couple questions about my conversation with Yeshua. Um, He said a couple of things that were kind of interesting. One of them had to do with, and maybe you could explain this so I can understand it better. In the idea of reincarnation, he was saying, he seemed to say, that it really wasn't linear. In other words, um, yes. He was talking about Jerry Friedman and saying that kind of Terry Friedman was an aspect of Matthew. 
But there were other people who were aspects of Matthew, and that maybe anyone that could tune into Matthew could suddenly add Matthew's energy to them. But I'm not sure I got that correctly. But could you just comment on the, um, the nature of reincarnation and the way a soul moves through lifetimes uh, as an integrous um, individual entity or something other? All is in the now. Everything occurs in the now. And in your individual life, you have yesterday, and then you go to sleep, and then you have today, and then you go to sleep, and you have tomorrow. And it is similar with reincarnation. And one, when they take on a body, they have the aspect of the genetics of the parents, of the passed down from person to person to the father to the child, from the mother to the child, passed down aspects of that genetic line. These are often in the same, perhaps even genetic line, as the person in the test trap. So that if you are, say, a child who is born to a mother whose father has died, they are in the same genetic line as the father The history is then re-experienced in the life of the person. The person could have been related in the genetic past to the person one is now re-experiencing as being the creation of. You have the experience of the original person that one is the reincarnation of, and one through genetics and through inclination and through even the experience of the past person is taking it on in the current lifetime. And 
it is all one. To understand it, it is similar to yesterday and today and tomorrow. However, it is all being created at the same time. It is a concept that is difficult sometimes to understand. We hope that shed some light on it. Well, let me ask a specific question, or a more refined question. We don't have, we have a couple minutes here. Question is, we have a physical body, which is the product of genetics, product yes. of the parents, product of the environment. And then we have an energy body, which you can call the soul body. And then the soul comes to occupy the physical body. Correct, and, it, and chooses and it, that physical body based upon the coincidence of energies. Yes. So now the soul is kind of molding itself because the soul is kind of fluid. Its it, it, it's physical body is solid, but the, the, the soul is more energetic, and it's molding itself into this physical body, okay? Yes. And then when the physical body dies, the soul has been programmed by the experience of itself in this body. And then it goes yes. on to more amorphous and comes back in another physical body. Now, can the soul occupy more than one body? Yes. Can somebody um, hook into the energy of a soul, and because they study it and they they study the previous lifetime, they end up connecting with the energy of that soul? They can do that, yes. Is it common for a soul to occupy more than one body? Hmm... But the individual who's doing it, it is common. Um, <laughs> and is it possible for a body, for a very advanced person, to bilocate? And, and that means the soul has to go somewhere else and create the appearance of another body. People have talked about that, but I've never asked, is it really possible? It is possible. Yes. And that has, ha that has happened, yes? Yes. Okay, we're going to end this session now, and we're going to go to Whole Planet Healing. And uh... All right, you're on BBS Radio. Yay, hi, BBS. Hey, BBS Radio. <laughs> we are ready. Welcome. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hello, Antonio. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Hi. And welcome Hi, to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Joy. Joy. Hi, Joy. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Pauline. Hi, guys. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Antonio. Cecil from the Great Northwest. 
Hi, Cecil. Hey, Cecil. Hi, guys. Hi, Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hello, it's Bonnie in California. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi. Hi. Anybody else? Not yet. I I was talking about me being a crystal kid because that's I guess when I was born because there's crystal kids are born and they're supposed to welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Thank you, Antonio. Hello, this is Kaiser and Los Marino. Hi, hi. Hi, guys. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Antonio. It's Jeannie in Citrus Heights. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Monica in Everett, Washington. Hi, Monica. Hi, Hi, Jill. Hello. Hi, Jill. Hi, Jill. Hi, 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 everybody. Crystal Kids, they came in around the same time. Welcome to Hope Planet Mm -hmm. Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? But only if you want to. And before that, there were Indigo children. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? (laughs) But only if you want to. This is Terry and Star. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, Terry. Hi, Lamar. Yeah, the big population of indigo children and star seeds came yeah, after the crystal children. Then there's the rainbow kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess and that's then there all are kid of kids. That. Yeah, kid kids. <laughs> <laughs> it is. 7.06, and um, everybody is present, except for when. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? But only if you want to. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Antonio. It's Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Who is the one that came in before Jennifer? Armananda. Oh, Darmananda. Hi, Hi, Darmananda. Hi, Darmananda. Hi. Terry, I couldn't find my phone. (laughs) It's not just. I'm looking and looking and looking. So Jackie is here? Yes. My friend had that problem where she was looking for her phone, and I said, isn't that your phone in your hand and you're talking on it? (laughs) <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> like, I've done that too. Sunglasses, my glasses. My glasses. Oh, they are the worst. Right? They're on my head or tucked in my shirt. Uh-huh. All right, guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> we are on BBS radio and we have a limited time, so let's just get yes. started. I'm going to mute the call line. Muted. Hello, hi. All right, Jackie, and off we go. The recording has started. Hello, everyone. Today is Monday, January 10 of 2022. I'm Jackie from Julian, California, 
Welcome to the Whole Planet Healing Conference Call. And since it is Monday, we have the privilege of sharing our call with everyone listening on BBS Radio. So thank you all for adding your energy to our call tonight. You know, in the the prior hour, you heard an example of a message coming through from our sources. These same sources join all of us on this call, adding their energy to our group effort to address planetary and other concerning issues in our world. In the prior hour, you heard a great replay from 2017, I think it was, of one of the messages dealing with the creation of the universe. This is always a fascinating subject. And the more that you review this information, the more you're able to grasp the concept. But the bit that caught my attention was within Wynn's preamble to the channeling. He read excerpts from the Elohim that described probably all of you on this call. They spoke about how beings in the third density could break through the veils of forgetfulness. Three steps describe your actions. First is intention, and you would not be here on this call if you did not have an intention to, pre- to progress through these veils. Second is persistence, and anyone who consistently joins these calls is displaying a determination to successfully proceed forward. Third was acceptance of a path forward and studying the law of one material, as well as the information that is offered by our sources, gives us those stepping stones, so to speak, to uh, get out of this place. So let's proceed. We're going to begin our call by welcoming Cecil from near Seattle, Washington, who will recite our invocation, requesting energetic protection for ourselves, and our work tonight and this call. Cecil? Thank you, Jackie. Father, Mother God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance, including those on BBS radio. And any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest and greatest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection with all those present who are open to do so while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. We invite those sources who are positive service to others, honoring the law of one to join with us. We create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. 
Back to you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Cecil. Winfrey and Terry Brown are with us tonight, and it is at this point in this call where they take a few minutes to share some of their thoughts with us. So, Win, are you available to uh, introduce yourself and your partner, Terry? Yes, I am. And, you know, as I listened to that replay of that, how the Elohim created the... You sound great in the background, Gwen. Okay, here we go. That's better, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. As I listened to that replay, I reminded myself of some of these... these sessions where you just just flow in and hear it from their perspective, and it is so expansive. And, uh, um, you know, we have probably 35 sessions on that topic, and I don't think I ever listened to that one from the time we first recorded it. And it is just so powerful. And, and of course, the person that brought that through is my partner, Terry. And I am so honored to have her support and belief in what we're doing, the value of what we're doing, her commitment to it. And... Um, and it took a while for that to happen. You know, we started talking to them in 2002, and probably for the first few years, she never remembered what she said, and she never listened to it. But the 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 the, the dialogue has gotten deeper and deeper because the more I understood, the deeper my questions would get, and uh, I. We're not going to channel on this call. Bonnie is going to read an excerpt from one of our sessions. And uh, this call call is a group intention call. Their energy is on this call. They're working with us. And um, we're going to go through a lot of the things on planet Earth that we would like to see shift and have positive outcomes for. Because we're in a in a tentative area, as most people are noticing by now, uh, about who who is doing what on our planet and 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 you all know what I'm talking about. So let me just introduce Terry. Terry, when we did that call that we just replayed do you remember that? Were you, were you conscious when you did it? Were you, do you remember what what you were saying? Uh, I was vaguely conscious. Um, and um, it's like I've gone deeper now, you know, and, and some of those things. It's like um, I've filled in some blanks between um, the oneness, of everything, the being, uh, the one infant creator, and 
how stuff fills in the blanks on the creation. Uh, so it makes more and more sense all the time as they fill in more blanks. Like they said it started with, like at first there was nothing, but the thing that is, at first, like there was space with nothing in it. Uh, and but before that, there, there was um, the void. And uh, mm-hmm. everything, no, nothing would exist uh, and, and unless it was a distortion in the void. Uh, and there's more distortions in the third density than in the density of units where they are. So it, it's um, a creation, it's a... Uh, expansion of knowledge and progress, uh, so it's very exciting, and um, it really came together um, with your questions, and uh, definitely provided in the impetus, the introduction to the Elohim, uh, it really, uh, it really uh, uh, unraveled, went forward, and Things are being explained, mm-hmm. and that's really good. Well, what I find when I when I listen to those things, the more I listen, I start to intuitively grasp it, not just intellectually, and and I start to feel expanded myself, and realize that, hey, this is my universe. <laughs> I'm not just right. in it; I am it. <laughs> Thank you, Terry and Wynn, and we are so grateful for the work that you've been doing for these 20 years, not only just bringing in this information, but the fact that you've managed to archive all of it, and uh, it's made available to us thousands of timeless conversations, and um, anybody who wants to can just go to thespiritchannel.net. And you also have your book there to read, um, The Creator, Creators of the Universe, where you get more on what the channeling was about in the prior hour. Now, as Wynn mentioned, we are so fortunate to have Bonnie from Corona, California, next on our call. She has become so familiar with these archives and chooses a special channeled message to read to us every night on this call. So, Bonnie, what do you have for us tonight? Hi, thank you. Okay, let's visit a call that took place on September 1st, 2010. And this was a Wednesday night call uh, full of questions and answers. And after Wynn calls into light, then we have a series of questions that people have submitted. And one of the questions was, if there is, uh, let's see, let's ask if there is such a thing as a soulmate. And what would you recommend to somebody who has their life on hold waiting for someone they call their soulmate. And Ra'an through Terry gives us this 
interesting answer. And they say, it is the nature of all beings anywhere, including us, to wish communication in connection. And it is the joy of our life to express love to another individual. And that is one reason why we are so delighted to make connection with the third density with each of you, each and every individual on the call who reads the transcription or listens to the call, we send love light to each and every individual. This is something the human craves for, to be able to give and take this connection of love. Sometimes within the third density, the connections get clogged up in that the individual is not there. But when one puts out the thought, the hope, the longing, then wherever that individual is on that frequency, they will respond even if they are not in the vicinity. And it may even be more than one individual that will respond. When one is searching, one may tend to feel that they cannot go on without this connection. However, when one places oneself on hold and looks for that particularly, one may limit that connection ability. When one within their own sphere of whatever they are doing hones their skills and makes connection with others within their own sphere of what they are interested in, then they will attract others who are also interested in those areas. When one is on hold, then one is not putting out something that one can connect with and share and work together on. But when one continues with honing their own skills and their application of their skills to their life, they make a broader base for the attraction of another individual. We can give an example. This is the example wherein an individual who, doing a certain life, worked very hard in cooking and providing very good meals, and that life ended. And then in another life, this individual was putting forth efforts towards cooking and providing very good meals and wishing someone was there to share. And eventually, an individual came into their life that really enjoyed that. And so this individual was then able to enjoy the skills that she had developed and to bring them to a better fulfillment in this second life. And when one puts out the longing and the care and the hope, then they do resonate to others who have similar frequencies. 
And although they may not even be in physical connection or verbal connection, synchronicities can bring them together and they can find the fulfillment they are searching for. And I think that is something that everyone can maybe relate with in any small way. I'll turn it back to you, Jackie. I really love you all. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Bonnie. The great thing about the law of one is you, when you get into it, you not only find a soulmate, you find a whole soul group down here. Right. Now, next, next on our call, we are going to join Jennifer from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, who researches the most recent earthquake and volcanic events that have occurred on our planet. And this is because our sources have asked us to keep track of these most current activities, not only for them, but for us to uh, stay on top of things so that they can uh, assist us in the best way. They've also suggested the most beneficial thing we can do is to send a very calming energy to Mother Earth. So as Jennifer takes us, over the Earth's surface to each area of concern, let's gather our group energy and focus a very calming energy, asking for gentle and benign outcomes. Jennifer? Thanks, Jackie. Tonight, as always, I invite Mother Earth to join with us as we journey across the globe in helping us to calm things down in the areas of concern that are seismically and volcanically active. Tonight, we're going to start as we typically do in Hawaii on the Big Island. <clears throat> and there was an uptick today um, in, not in seismicity, but just in the number. We did have a swarm over directly on Kilauea. There were 30 earthquakes, the largest of which was a 2.0. Um, and these are directly in the caldera, so something's going on there. would be surprised if lava started to flow, so maybe we could send a little extra added calm, because, you know, there are still um, people in neighborhoods and so forth that live near, especially near this particular volcano. And then Pahala had its usual swarms, 2.5 and less. And then there was a little bit of activity. There was one um, small under two under Mauna Loa, one up by um, Hilo that was under two, and um, then one south. Uh, it's called Hawaiian Ocean View. It was very low level. So let's just take a quick moment and send calm. Actually, I don't want to paint... Uh, a bad picture of what's going on. This is all natural. All this little activity is indicative of lava moving. And we just, you know, we accept that. We realize that that's occurring and must occur. But we just send calm so that when it does occur, it's away from people and animals, too. And now we're going to move down towards New Zealand, where we had all sorts of activity. We did have a um, 4.7 on the South Island today, 
And then moving up along the Kermadec Trench, we had a big swarm there. We had 6.1 and a swarm of five. Now, this is called the Kermadec Trench, and it's two. It's one of those trench things where it's a plate subducting under another. Continuing northward from there, we come to Fiji. We had a 5.7 to Tonga, where we had a 5.0. And then we turn westward. And we head over to Papua New Guinea, we had a 4.6, and over to Indonesia, where we had a 5.2, and also, um, oh, the 5.2 was way out, and this area is also, this is called the Java Trench, but the location is called Cinnabang. I thought that was kind of interesting. And then all through Indonesia, we had lots of threes and fours. Moving north. To Japan, we had some fours, 4.3 and Suwanozajima. Nothing happening in Russia, but we did have Shavalut, which exploded this morning. That is in uh, the Kamchatka area. And then we're going to zip across Europe. We had a 4.0, Fox Island out on the Aleutians. And then we had a 4.0 in central Alaska. It's north of Anchorage. Moving down through Canada, nothing reported. Making a quick stop in uh, Seattle area. We did have a 2.6 in Darrington. And then a couple of low levels around Seattle. And actually one out by Vancouver Island, but it was well under two. And then moving down through uh, Oregon, nothing reported. California had a good day. There was a 2.7 out in the ocean and also 1.7 in the area of Petrolia, where the triple fault line is. Three little plate junctions come together there. And they're moving down through, let's see, the geysers, always busy, San Andreas Fault, which today did have a little bit more activity, but the intensity or the seismicity is low there. Moving all the way down to Southern Cal, everything was under two, and that's a good day. And then moving over to the eastern side of the state, the Walker Swarm has kicked up a bit. Moving south to Long Valley, Caldera, there was some activity. This is all real low, but I just want to mention... So we can send our calm. It, run, it runs down the Serenia, can't talk, Sara Nevada Mountains. And then moving down further south, we come to Ridgecrest. And that, of course, is always busy. And I do want to mention Mina, Nevada, which has been in the threes um, today, 3.2 and less. And then moving down through um, Mexico, we had 3.7 in the Gulf. And then 4.0, Guatemala, no seismic, but Fuego. Nicaragua is still having that swarm in the sea, but it has calmed a little, 4.3 and less. Rest of Central America just had threes. Continuing down into South America, Colombia didn't have any earthquakes, but we did have Nevado del Ruiz, what was erupting today um, with ash this morning. Ecuador had CNJ and Reventador, I'm sorry, CNJ and Reventador erupting. 
Peru had 3.7, which isn't a whole lot, and seven Kaya erupting. And then we get down to Chile, where we had a 4.9. Argentina, where we had a 5.5. And then rounding the tip of South America, we come out at the Sandwich Islands, if we make go eastward, and we had a 4.6 there. And then moving up the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, we come all the way up. Um, to just about where uh, the Canary Islands are, maybe a little bit north of that. We had a 5.8, and they're calling this the North Mid-Atlantic Ridge. Moving across to the Strait of Gibraltar, we still have storms there. And this is interesting. Um, Europe has really pretty much gone quiet. Italy, Bosnia, um, and Pan- Romania all had three. Greece had a 4.4, and then today we've been having swarming in the Greek Greek islands, and on Cyprus we had a 6.6. Moving across um, Asia, we had 4.4 at the Iran-Iraq border, 4.2 in southern Iran, 5.2 at the Andaman Islands, which really, the Andaman Islands should really be part of the... um, Indonesian area, but it is owned by India. And then I do want to mention Reunion Island, which is off the coast of Africa. They have a volcano, Piton de la Fournaise, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But this volcano is active and is flowing uh, lava. So we just, and there are people that reside there, so we want to send calm to uh, Piton. And then that is all. I want to thank everyone, including our BBS viewers. If you're confused, it's okay. We just send calm to the world and every night. And we hope that it helps. And I'll send you all back to Jackie. Thank you so so much, Jennifer. Um, Wynn will be taking us on his guided visualization in just a few moments where he addresses many of those other issues that concern us. But first, the phone lines will be unmuted and you have the opportunity to put your concerns into the light, always keeping in mind that the highest and greatest good for all be considered. If you are listening to us on BBS radio or to a replay, this is also the right time to put your personal concerns into the light. And thank you all for your contributions tonight. Unmuted. I would like to put into the love life all the energy systems in operation of our, on our beautiful Mother Earth, being enhanced with um, a life-giving and life-supporting frequencies and vibrations. I would like to ask for the assistance and presence of our father-son, our two-son, in our, our daily work, in our, our calls, if it's uh, for the highest and greatest good of all. I would like to ask for a great big assistance for the world peace at this time, healing and uh, well-being for all of us present here listening to these calls and uh, everything and everyone and everywhere we are lovingly connected with. And I would like to ask for um, uh, a complete separation from uh, AI uh, and uh, our family at all times. Thank you so very much. I would like to ask for uh, being well again. I don't like being sick. I've been under the weather for quite a few days. This is my Dina. Thank you. I, I, I would like to ask 
ask for healing for all the people in this institution I am in, including the people who are the service people and the clients. There is a lot of hard work being done here, and a lot of people are suffering a great deal, and I'd like to have healing and calm sent to this institution in this area, the people in it. Tom in San Jose asking for support and protection for Sidney Powell and Mike Lindell and for Mike's lawsuit. Thank you. I'd like to put everybody on this call on the healing list, regardless of their individual's need. I'd like to also include our BBS family when they join us, also our own families, our loved ones, and also our pets. Uh, pets make all the difference in your life. I would like to uh, make mention of Wynn and Terry. Please, everybody, let's send them love, light, energy that they can continue to do this work and their health remains good and they get this word out there. Um, I would like to make mention of Cecil and Betty. Right now, Cecil probably has more <laughs> medical issues than Betty does. Let's send Cecil some healing pain for his shoulder, his arm, and everything else. And I'd like to mention Monica and Larry, Lauren in Washington, Tom in San Jose, White Dove, Willow, Phyllis in Washington, Joe T in Washington, Antonio Jr., Antonio Sr., and Abby, um, Hyatt for healing, Kathleen for healing, Mimi for healing, Maxalina, we send you love light. Let's send her an extra bunch of love light healing. And I'd like to also put myself in this this energy, and I would like to say thank you. I'm very, very grateful. And before I stop, I just want to say we aren't part of the universe. We are the universe. I love that win. Back to Jackie. Thank you. Thank you. This is Jeannie in Citrus Heights. I want to place the awakening of human family into the light. And I want to ask the Elohim do whatever they are able to do to assist in and accelerate our awakening. Let each individual spiritualized be fully opened and able clearly to see which individuals, groups, organizations, and power structures actually want to contribute to our well-being and which do not. Let each of us have the strength and the courage to refuse to cooperate with those who do not, as well as the strength and courage to support and assist those who do want what is best for all. Thank you. Muted. This is Wynn, and we're going to do our closing meditation or visualization. And um, we are doing this with a group energy. And the Elohim is part of our group energy. And the Ra group is part of our group energy. And 
It's hard to believe that that's happening. But if you come to our calls for a while and you listen to our conversations with them, you'll get it. Because um, this is not about faith. They're here. There's an energy that many people feel descends on them when we do this call. And we're going to move that energy around so it descends on all kinds of things all over the planet. And to begin, we're going to surround our planet and descend on the Earth. We're going to be repeater stations for the energy of love light that flows through the universe and descend and, and aim it through our, our own group to the surface of our planet to be received by everything on the planet that can respond to it. It's operating in the highest code of all concerned. We start out with all the humans who are operating in the highest code of all concerned. We go to the children who <laughs> we hope are operating in the highest code of all concerned. But in particular, we ask the children, or however many of them is possible, to have the blessing of wisdom so they can know what's going on on our planet and make, it, make a difference. They are the hope for the future. We go to the animals and the pets who help keep their owner's chakras open. We go to the rocks and minerals who, believe it or not, also have a consciousness and they can hold energy. And we send this love light, Christ energy, to them all. We go to the earth spirits who anchor energy at different parts of our planet that take responsibility for an area, and we send them this energy. We go to the insects who are part of the balance of nature, and we ask for all those insects that are playing valuable roles like the bees to have their species preserved while we're in the midst of this shift. We go to the fish and the seal, seal oh wait, the plants, the plants, the trees, the grass, and the bushes and everything else who anchor the energy of the higher realms through their leaves and their stems and their trunks and their roots into the earth. And we send them this energy. Now we go to the fish and the sea life and the dolphins and the whales. And now we go through the earth and we anchor this energy into 
the energy field of Mother Earth, which occupies the whole interior of our planet and some of the surface. And the Earth has to process lots of stuff. Sometimes she suffers. So we send this energy for healing. And we send gratitude to Earth for giving us this opportunity to experience these physical bodies on her surface. We go back to the surface of the Earth and we're going to do the fault lines all over the planet, which are the earthquakes of the future. And Jennifer did the earthquakes and volcanoes of today. And I should say the fault lines are the potential uh, earthquakes and volcanoes of the future. I'm not, let's not just say that it's locked in stone that they're going to happen. And we spend time on earthquakes because this is a period of time that many people have predicted catastrophic earth changes. And we're hoping to add our energy of calm to keep them at a minimum. We start out with the fault lines, the, uh, the zones, the ring of fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean, the most volatile earthquake area on the planet. And we send a big U-shaped column of light. It goes from Asia to North America, South America, up to Alaska, and along the coastlines. And we send calm energy to that entire area. We go to the New Madrid fault area, centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. We send down a column of light hundreds of miles in diameter over this entire area, penetrating through the ground and bringing calm energy. We go to the Mid-Atlantic fault line, going from the North Pole to Iceland and down the middle of the Atlantic Ocean as far south as the tip of South America. We put a longitudinal column of light along this faulted area, sending it through the ocean into the land underneath the ocean and bringing calm energy. We ask our sources to help us find all of the other fault lines on our planet and bring each one calm energy. 
And any earthquakes and volcanoes that need to occur because the earth needs to release stress, we ask that they can happen gradually and away from population centers. We go to the other out-of-balance situations, some of the other. We start out with coronavirus and ask that it be rendered harmless. And that's the coronavirus and all of the mutations. We go to the immune systems of humans and ask that they be strengthened. We go to the vaccines and ask that any toxic elements in vaccines can be transmuted and rendered harmless. We go to the awareness of humans and ask that humans develop awareness and discernment so they can distinguish what's trickery and what's really positive. We have a world of trickery right now, and people are believing the trickery, and that means they're part of the creation of the trickery agenda. And so you can't trust the newspapers and the media And there's groups with very negative agendas that do not have the best interests of humanity at heart. And we ask that the awareness of humans helps to move these these agendas out of the way. And also for the increasing awareness of humans of the consciousness in the higher dimensions and the help that can be had by those connections. We go to the people who are suffering and people suffer for all kinds of reasons. Fear, lack of money, being abused, loneliness, etc. And right now we send the Christ energy to all those people who are suffering and ask that they can open to receive it and rise above their suffering. And we ask also that, that for the highest good of all concerned, the causes of suffering be eliminated. We go to droughts, and we ask for rain in all those areas where there are droughts, and particularly populated areas and areas areas where animals are dependent on water.
We go to the governments of our planet and we ask for qualities of leadership that make people feel safe. Qualities of benevolence, of compassion, of courage, of integrity, of ethics. And a realization and an honoring of the law of one. We go to those countries and groups who are adversarial with each other and ask that they can resolve their differences nonviolently. We go to interventions and we ask that our realm is protected from nuclear weapons going off. We go ask for transmutation of toxic materials radiation, chemtrails, radio frequencies, and microwaves, which are toxic. And mentioning the coronavirus once more. Anything in food, air, water, or vitamin or medicines which is toxic, we have to be transmuted. And also nanobots. We're gonna bring the energy back to ourselves now. And we see the energy of the Christ and love light moving through the universe, moving through solar system, moving through the outer energies of Earth and landing on our rooftops where we have an energy filter that only lets positive energy through. And right now, if we're comfortable, we can invite that energy into our home and let it move through every cubic foot, transmuting negativity. We put it around the outside of our home creating a shield for negativity in the world. 
And we bring that energy through our body, moving it down from our crown chakra through all of our chakras, breaking down energy blocks and barriers in our body, and expanding our field as large as it can be. And we're going to end the verbal part of this call. I want to thank you all for being here. You know, we're here for each other. In our group energy, we create an expanded space, and we're all responsible for that. And uh, we can thank each other and the Elohim and Terry and I, but each of you is a walking connection to the highest of realms, and you're making a difference. And on that note, we're going to end the verbal part of the call and leave the lines open for those of you. Thank you to everyone who volunteers, and thanks to Terry, and we will see you next time, which might be tomorrow. Uh, just reminding you that if you're listening on BBS, all our calls and our phone numbers are all on the spiritchannel.net. And uh, we hope you come back. This session is no longer being recorded.